Hello and welcome to the Align Sacred Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Raspreet Sagu, and as a woman of color, I understand only too well the unique challenges that we face in our manifesting journey, which are often bypassed in the mainstream teachings. In this space, we're going to be exploring the role of cultural imprinting, ancestral wisdom, societal expectations, and the impact of all of that on our manifestation process. And of course, I'll be sprinkling in the magic that's available when we understand and harness our energy using things like human design and astrology so we can manifest in alignment with our true essence and our purpose here on Earth. Gear up for the revolution and get ready to manifest in and on purpose. Hey everyone. So today I've got a corker of an episode for you. We're going to be ditching the generic manifesting methods and crafting your own one that works for you. This is my jam, this is what I teach, and I can't wait to dig deep and go into the unspoken truth of manifesting and self-development in this episode. So let's get started, because it's time that we shed light on the subtle colonization that lurks within these often well-intentioned communities, you know, in the healing space, in the manifesting space, in the coaching space, In the self development space, what I really want to bring your attention to is how the gurus and experts, and if you could see me right now, I'm doing those bunny quotes, they inadvertently impose and project their narratives onto you, which overshadows your unique brilliance. So I'm going to be unraveling more about the power dynamics that often profit from your self doubt and your codependency. And my intention with doing this is not to cast aspersions to anyone who's doing this, no shade to anyone who is pushing out the mainstream narrative of manifesting, because you know what? I'll be honest and I'll hold my hands up. I did it for a long, long time before I knew any better. But what my intention is that by the end of this episode, you'll see how you can rewrite the rules, trust your inner wisdom, and manifest on your terms. So join me in this journey of unveiling the hidden aspects of manifestation and reclaiming your true power. So what we're going to be talking about is how you can filter the manifesting methods, tools and techniques and optimize them. So you customize them in a way that they actually work for you. And I'm going to be sharing with you three tips on getting started on this process yourself. So you can decolonize yourself from the generic ways that you may not have been having much success with yet. All right. The beauty of this is that you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes it's just the smallest of tweaks and adjustments of what you're already implementing that may make the world of difference. So don't stress out. Don't think like, oh, my God, I've got to overhaul my entire process. Sometimes it's, that's not required. Mostly that's not required, but you're going to see exactly what I mean with this as we go deeper into the topic. Now, there's one very specific way that I teach my clients how to do this. And this one thing is really all you're ever going to need to shift from struggling with the methods that you're using or feeling like it's just another thing to do on your already growing list of things to do. How many of you have ever felt that way? Oh my God, I can't bear the thought of another thing. I've got so much to do already. You know, that 
feeling of I simply don't have the bandwidth to add more stuff into my life because I'm pretty full to the brim as it is. I know this really well. If you are a parent or you're caring for other people other than just yourself, it can get very overwhelming. And if you're overstimulated with other things that you're doing and then you're being asked to do yet another thing and pile on more stuff to do, yeah, that can make you want to creep into and hide in a very dark cave and never want to come out. All right. And if that's you, I got you. I'm all about how to simplify things and make them easier for you to do without needing the extra fluff. So honestly, if you can just wrap your head around this one specific thing that you're ever really going to need to do, you will get into your manifesting flow. And that one thing is to inject more of you into your manifesting process. I'll repeat that again because this is so important. And quite literally, everything you ever do can be distilled into this one thing. And that is to inject more of you into your manifesting process. So I know you're probably sitting there thinking, what the hell does she mean by that? Okay. And really, this is all it is. This is as simple as it gets. You do more of what you love. You love what you do. And I promise you, when you do that, when you do more of what you love, when you love what you actually do, I promise you, the more that you step into that, the more the people who love you for who you are can show up in your life. And the more aligned collaborators that you have in your life, the easier it gets to manifest, right? Manifesting is thought about this thing that you do on your own. It's not. It's actually a very collaborative process. When you think about the things that you want to manifest, you want to manifest a soulmate, it requires another soul coming into your life, right? You want to manifest your dream home, it requires the people who are building that dream home, the people who are selling it. I mean, I'm assuming that if you want to move into your dream home, you also want to actually live there. So, you know, the moving, the cleaning, all the little things that have to happen to translate that dream, that vision into your current reality. And it takes a group of people to do that. It takes a collaborative effort for that one big vision to be put together and come together. So please, for the love of everything that is holy, for the love of everything that's good, stop watering yourself down and accepting being a clone of every other person that's out there. And when I talk about things like systemic oppression and colonization, which is something that I talk a lot about, this is how I mean it shows up IRL in real life. Now think about it. Like I was having this discussion with someone the other day. When you think about it, as a child, before you start filtering yourself, you're connected to certain dreams. You have a specific vision for your future and what would be really fun to do when you grow up. You have a quirky way of laughing. Maybe you have these bold ideas. You may express yourself in many different ways, whether it's throwing a tantrum, baking mud pies, taking a snail from the garden and looking after it because it's your pet now that you've housed it in a cardboard box and brought it inside the home. I'm not saying that you would have had every single one of these experiences, but think back to your childhood and what you were like. How did you used to love expressing yourself when you were unfiltered? 
right? When you were just being you, when you were maybe on your own, maybe when you were in the garden and there was nobody else around or you were in your own room, like what did you do? Think about that, connect to that. And then the conditioning begins, right? Others literally start to colonize you, your ideas, your dreams, your vision, and they oppress you. They impose their ideas, their desires, their visions of success, and their ways of doing things and living life onto you. They're projecting this, whether those people are your parents, carers, family members, community, whatever. And maybe you try to resist at the beginning because many children do, but you very quickly learn that it's exhausting. And when you don't conform or listen, you get punished, either because they are upset with you and they withdraw their love and acceptance from you. That is how they rein you back in. Or actual punishments for daring to step out of line, thinking differently from them, for speaking up and expressing your truth because that's not done, that's rude, you don't talk back, all of these things. And then comes the additional conditioning from society, your community, the schools, the workplace, your culture, all telling you how you should conduct yourself, what you should aspire to in life, what success markers to measure yourself against, what are those success markers. Classic divide and rule tactics that colonizers love to use. You know, when you think about the original colonizers, they come in to colonize a country and they're like, you're savages. Your way of doing things is wrong. Our way is better. You are uncivilized. You're uncouth. Let us teach you how to be civilized. Let us teach you our ways of how to live, how to be, how to worship God. And really, this is what's happening when I'm talking about the colonization that happens in real life. It's the same concept, except it's happening to you from when you were younger all the way up to now. And it's even filtered through the self-development, healing, coaching, and spiritual spaces. So you never really connect and collaborate with people that will spark a different possibility and give you the strength, the encouragement, the empowerment to break free from those invisible chains. And then, fast forward a few years, you realize that you want to change. And Maybe you step into the self-development, healing, coaching, and manifesting arena because you get excited. There's a new way as you realize there are tools that can help you break free from your mundane and very mediocre life. Wow. Except that it's just more colonization wrapped up as empowerment. You're told, this is the way to manifest. You need to change X, Y, Z about yourself. Your experiences are pathologized and you're given a remedy to your issues. They profit from your never-ending cycle of thinking there's something inherently wrong with you and that there's something always there to fix or heal. And while that may be true to a certain degree, it's not the only thing to consider when you're creating a change in your life. It is a tiny, tiny slice of the bigger picture. But what they're doing is they're gatekeeping the rest to ensure that their pockets are lined and you never realize your own power. They colonize you even further by selling you the lie that you need to override your unique process of creation to manifest 
the way that they did it. Mostly, it's well-intentioned. I don't believe that most people even realize this is what they're doing. I certainly didn't when I was doing it and I hold my hands up. This is something I got kind of swept away with. And it's very easy to get swept away with that when you're so conditioned. And I don't think that there is anyone alive on this planet that is not affected by this type of internalized depression and colonialism. I think this is the foundation upon which many of our societies, our cultures are actually built upon. And so there's no real escaping this. But what you can do is be aware of it. Be aware that this is what's actually happening behind the scenes. And it can be really subtle and very, very normalized. So you don't realize that you're doing it. And let's be honest, we are all part of upholding these systems. We uphold the systems, that's why they exist. And so one of the things that I speak to in my Translate community is very much about how can we dismantle these systems within ourselves so that we can bring them all down and collapse them for the future generations. Because this is deep stuff. It's very rooted in all of our cultures right now. And it's harming us. You know, using my own story where I got so wrapped up in it. So I was perpetuating the same kind of messaging about this is the way to do it. Use the law of attraction, use your vision boards, do the healing, all of the stuff that I did for so many years because I didn't know any better because I wasn't aware of the internalizations. I wasn't aware of the systemic oppression. And so there's no shade to anyone that has done this or is doing this. Like, who am I to judge? But I am going to call it out. I will keep speaking up about it because we are all affected by these internalized systems of oppression, including the people who are benefiting from them. And the only way that I believe we can really break free is to understand what's actually happening and learn how to tap into your unique way of handling it all. And by that, I mean your unique way of manifesting, your unique way of facing actual challenges that you cannot mindset your way out of, your unique way of dismantling the internalized systems of oppression within yourself so that the whole bloody thing can collapse, your unique way of parenting, of teaching, of speaking, really your unique way of humaning. That is what I do. That is what I teach when it comes down to it. It's more than just manifesting. And that is what I will continue to do and speak about probably until my last breath, because I am so tired of watching brilliant people trying to fix things about themselves because their colonizers have told them that there is something wrong with them. When in truth, their wounds, their emotions, their little quirky ways of seeing the world are their true power. It's that their actual power. It is their intuitive intelligence. And there is an intelligence that lives in your wounds, in all of your habits, the good, the bad and the ugly. So please stop allowing others to colonize who you are. Stop allowing them to colonize your desires and what is correct for you, because only you are the expert in you. Nobody else on this goddamn earth knows better for you than you do. So you've got to learn to trust yourself more. 
And I'm going to go into this deeper, what it looks like, what it means. Um, so it's not this kind of wishy-washy, inspirational, motivational speak or anything like that. Like you get grounded, practical advice of exactly how to do this. Because I promised you three tips on getting started on this process for yourself. The process of decolonizing your manifesting framework and customizing it. So you can move away from the generic ways that you may not have been having that much success with. All right, so let's get into it and I will expand on everything that I've spoken about in the first part of this episode. So here are three tips for you so you know what to set in place to ditch the generic manifesting methods that haven't been working for you and design your own decolonized framework that connects you with your unique way of creating. So number one is embrace your unique process. And I'd add to that, stop looking for somebody else who's templating that for you, because you've got to recognize that your journey to manifesting success is going to be unlike anyone else's. And I don't care what they're saying to you. I don't care how much success somebody else has had. Their process is going to be different to yours. Your culture, your quirks, your wounds, your emotions, they're completely unique to you. And those unique things are what makes you you. So you've got to embrace that about yourself. You've got to embrace every single facet of you and understand that it's okay to have your unique quirks, your wounds and emotions, that they're not flaws, but consider them an essential component of your brilliance. So instead of conforming to generic manifesting methods, you've got to step into your unique process. You've got to understand, you've got to um, embrace every little thing that makes you you, that makes you different from everyone else, that sets you apart from everyone else and honor that about yourself. So taking time to reflect on how you naturally connect with your desires and create your path accordingly. How can you do this? There's an entire process that I teach my community over in Translate. And actually, I made an Instagram reel about this. So head over to my grid, check out the reel that I made on the behind the scenes of what we do in Translate and check for yourself what is required for you in this season of your life. And also help me to spread the message so we can dismantle the mainstream narrative of having a one size fits all way of manifesting. Share that post, that reel with people that you care about share it to your stories. And if you do share it to your stories, then please do tag me. I love seeing my community and being part of your world as well. And also because I can't fit everything into this one podcast episode, I did actually record a podcast episode that might help you. So go check out the episode I recorded about unleashing your cosmic blueprint, manifesting magic for people of color. Because in that, I talk more in depth about how you can do this using energy language tools and stepping into your gifts and purpose. So those are two separate resources that you can go and check out. They're free and they're available for you to check out. That's going to help you to embrace your unique process. And if you want all of this support in one place, plus ongoing tips, coaching, guidance, and the how-tos, then definitely join my Translate community. It's like this cool little group of misfits and oddballs that never quite fit into their family or their friend circles because they could see a different possibility. So it's like a family away from family. It's soul family is what I like to call it. And, you know, the family without the drama, toxicity and the competition and jealousy 
that you might have had with your family of origin. So it's a really cool space to be. And at the time of this recording, it's the only space that you're going to be able to get ongoing support from me to help you manifest in the way that you are uniquely designed to. So definitely head over to the link I'll drop in the show notes. Go check it out because it's a good day to do something kind for yourself that's going to pay you dividends in the future. Okay, moving on to number two in how to decolonize your manifesting framework is to question the one size fits all narrative, right? Challenge the notion that there is a single right way to manifest. And I know this feels like a repeat of what I've been saying all episode long. And there is a reason for that because this is such a big thing. The mainstream manifesting industry often promotes a homogenized approach that might not align with your true self. So I'll talk a little bit more about these because these uh, tips that I'm giving you actually overlap with one another. So in the third tip, like I'm going to go into this and all of this is going to start coming together for you. All right. But don't be afraid to question the narratives and consider alternatives. This homogenized approach, doing it the way that everyone else is doing it. It reminds me of like having clones of one another. And I used to see this. I remember when I was doing this work myself and when I was starting to realize and starting to decolonize my own practices, what I was observing with the wider community, especially in the healing, spiritual, manifesting, coaching kind of space, where people would go and absorb this information or be coached by or trained by or facilitated by coaches, healers, or facilitators that were operating from the colonization space, whether they knew it or not. Typically, people aren't aware that that's what they're doing. I don't think that there is anyone out there who's inherently bad and is doing it willingly. There may be a couple of people who are, but I think for the most part, people are just good people and they've just been misled. So what I was seeing was like this production line. I would see these people go in and have all these courses or these trainings or have these sessions with facilitators who are operating from that subtle colonization energy. And all I would see is a production line of clones coming out and they looked exactly the same as their instructor, as their teacher, as their mentor, as their coach or their guide. And it would be like a replication. And these people would do well up until a certain point. And then all of a sudden they would plateau and they couldn't outgrow or they couldn't come out of a certain level of success. There was this glass ceiling and then what would happen is, oh, you've reached a glass ceiling. Now I've got the thing, the secret to break through that glass ceiling. Come work with me again. That type of codependent relationship. Now, please note that I'm not saying any of this is wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to get coaching or it's wrong to go speak to healers or get sessions or anything like that. What I am saying is just be aware the energy with which A, you are approaching it yourself and question the narratives, consider the alternatives, don't take what somebody says as gospel, including what I'm saying. You have to test it through the lens of your own intuition. What is correct for you? And you take what is correct for you and you discard everything else. That includes anything that I ever teach you or say to you as well. Like I said before, only you know what's best for you. Nobody else will ever be able to figure that out for you. So absolutely seek wisdom from various sources, both inside and outside the self-development sphere, and 
Curate your own personalized manifesting framework that resonates with your authenticity, that represents your culture, the culture of you. And by culture, I don't necessarily mean the culture that you were perhaps born into, but the culture that you wish to create in your life right now. What kind of relationships would you like to foster? What are the types of jobs or career options that you would like to have? What is the lifestyle you wish to lead? What are your value systems? Like what is really important to you? What are your core values? Also looking at things like what is the legacy you wish to leave behind? Whether you have children or not, like what is it that you wish to be known for? When you die, what do you want people saying about you? What kind of person you were? What are your success markers? If you're stripping away the colonization that has occurred over the years where other people have imposed or projected their expectations, their desires, their needs, whatever it is, their way of doing things, or they've told you that their way is better, or their vision for you is better than your vision for yourself. Like, if you strip all of that away, what is important to you? What is success? You're going to really look at redefining all of these things for you so that you can disconnect from the generic way of doing it. Because often with the generic manifesting practices, there are set markers right? You see it on on Instagram all the time. Manifesting is very glamorized. Oh, look at me. I'm sitting on a beach with a seven-figure business with a laptop by the sea, you know, and, and it pushes this narrative of what a success marker looks like, what is good to manifest. Whereas what's actually in alignment with you may be a job, a nine-to-five job where you go, you do your work, you get the money every single month, and you come home, and you use your free time to create some art, or you use your free time to Netflix and chill. Who cares? People may colonize you and say, that's a really lazy thing to do, or that's not really doing anything with your life, or you're not making an impact because, you know, all this life purpose stuff and the you need to be living your purpose. What if living your purpose was just being in your element, being comfortable within your own skin and doing what you love to do? Being more of yourself, doing more of what you love, exactly what I said at the beginning. Just imagine if it never had to be any more complicated than that. How much easier would your life be? How much easier would it be to navigate through your relationships, through your money, through your work, through your health, all of the things? How much easier would it be to be a human on this planet at this time? Which is why I say that What I do is more than just manifesting. What I do is I'm teaching you how to human better. That's what it boils down to. How to human better and how to human in a way that brings out the best of you, brings out the best version of you, brings out the best experiences for you in life. And what if that's what manifesting is? Is just being you, being in alignment and living your life in the way that you were designed to live it. And that's all you ever had to do is just radiate the energy that's already within, that you already have, and follow the desires that you are really connected to. And that was it. It was no more complicated than that. And I promise you, if that's all you're doing, you are going to live your best life. You are going to manifest everything that you desire that is going to light you up, that's going to fulfill you, that's going to be generative for you. So let's move on to Number three, which is trust your inner wisdom. Now, this seems like an obvious one, given everything that I've been saying all episode long. 
But remember that you possess an innate wisdom that's uniquely attuned to your life's journey. So I'll say it again, trust your intuition and your instincts. If there is ever anything that makes you feel like you're having to minimize your lived experiences, that's a red flag. If there are practices whereby you're being told this is the only way or this is the proven method, red flag. And yes, those methods may have been proven to work for the people they're aligned with. Proven is meaningless though, because what works for one, what's aligned for one, may not work or be aligned for another. Therefore, your path to manifestation may include unconventional methods, intuitive practices, or approaches that are very deeply personal to you. You've got to learn how to embrace your own culture. What is your cultural imprinting? And now I am actually talking about the culture that you've grown up in. If you are a child of an immigrant, then you may have several different cultures that you have like a mashup of all these different cultures. What is that and how has that shaped you to be who you are today? What are the things that you have grown up with that you resonate with? Because yes, some of the cultural imprinting can be negative. If you've grown up in the brown community, the misogyny, the patriarchy and all of that isn't so great. But there may be things that you have grown up with that you actually love the idea of. For me, that camaraderie, the support of a community, the close-knit family that you can lean on for support, I love that. I love that and I resonate deeply with that. And so that's part of the cultural imprinting that I've had from my past, which I do wish to bring from my past and weave it into what I'm manifesting next. So do consider that and account for that as well for yourself. And then what is your current lifestyle? This bit is so important to consider when intentionally designing your own framework, because if you're not honest about this part, and if you don't take it into account, then you're very unlikely to be able to sustain what you're doing. And maybe you've already had this experience. You know, you may know all the things that you need to do, all the things that you know are going to be good for you. But for whatever reason, you're just not getting around to doing them, all right? And there may be all sorts of reasons for this, including mindset and resistance to change, which does often come up. Of course, I see it with clients all the time. I've experienced it myself. And when there is a big change coming up, yes, it can bring up that resistance to change. And you may need to do a little bit of mindset work around that to shift it. But in my experience, it's less of the mindset work. and something completely different that I go through with my clients, a different approach that I have with my clients. So instead of trying to dig, what is the resistance here? What do I need healing with? What is my mindset around this and how I can change this? Can you see how that has this connotation of, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I need to fix it. I need to heal it. I need to change it about myself. And that is what forms the internalized shame. People, when I speak about shame, and one of the things that I do, if in case you're new to my world, part of my process is to help people to deconstruct from internalized shame, right? That's part of the work that I do with my clients. And people often assume that I mean by shame, it's got to be something that is so overt. It's very visceral. It's a feeling or a sensation where you have been humiliated or you have like recollections and it's in your cognitive memory. That's not the kind of shame that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a very subtle, very nuanced shame 
that actually drives a lot of your behaviors, a lot of your decisions, and a lot of your emotions, all right? And uncoupling from that shame is the work that I encourage you to do. Because it's that internalized shame that has you questioning, what is wrong with me? What do I need to fix? What do I need to heal? Do I need to dig deeper? All of that kind of stuff. And then once you've kind of identified what that is, you want to look at the root cause of that shame and extract the intelligence within the resistance, right? Instead of making yourself bad or making the resistance wrong about you, you're extracting the intelligence that lives within that resistance and exploring what's going on inside of you that you are creating resistance around this thing because there's usually a very good reason for it. Sometimes it's your body's intelligence or your intuitive intelligence nudging you that there may be some part of you that's misaligned with what you're trying to do or the way that you're trying to do it. And other times it might be that there is a part of you that doesn't feel safe in doing the thing or even having and actualizing the desire that you know deep down you're really connected with, but having it doesn't actually feel safe or it isn't quite aligned with you right now. And sometimes if the thing that you're doing, like the process, the methodology, the actual physical activity that you're doing to manifest isn't lighting you up from within, it can be an indication that whatever you're doing either needs a tweak or some fine tuning to align with your creative expression. And then another reason may be because the timing is off. And maybe you're trying to do something that isn't an energetic priority for you right now. And maybe there's something else that would be more useful to you, that would be more valuable for you to do, and then you can come back to this. And I say it in my Translate community all the time, you need to honor the season of life that you're in. We have seasons for everything, from the kind of nourishment that your body requires to the kind of inner work that you need to be doing, right? Based on where you are in that process of transformation, are you in phase one, phase two, phase three? I've got an entire training. Go check out my Vault of Magic and you'll find an entire training on this. Or if you're part of the Translate community, it comes as part of your membership. So, you know, looking at the actual, where are you in that cycle of transformation? Because where you are within that cycle of transformation is going to influence the kind of inner work that you need to be doing. And then also exploring the actual physical seasons, because those physical seasons in life also affect your body. They affect your mood. They affect your emotions. And also looking at the celestial season that you're in. So what's going on in the energetic realm, because that's also going to have an impact on you. So Basically, you're looking at what energy you have available to you to tap into in that moment, because you may have that energy, but it's not quite switched on within you, right? There may be something that needs to happen for that energy that you already have within, for that gift that you already have within, for that talent that you already have within, but it just has to be switched on. So you want to explore all of this. And this kind of deep exploration and self-inquiry is a skill. And not many people will tell you that. Not many people are talking to you about how you need to focus on building this skill set before you reach the mindset shifting, the healing, and all that other stuff. 
That is the skill that I teach in Translate. And I said it in my reel. So many of my coaches have said that I need to define more clearly exactly what I do in Translate. And I've always struggled with it. I made myself wrong. I did so much inner work on visibility and the fear of failure and the fear of judgment and criticism and the fear of not being good enough. All of those things, right? I did vision boards and I visualized the kind of community I wish for. And I wrote affirmations about how many people join this community. And all of these things, they did help a little bit until they didn't, right? If you've ever done it where you start getting excited because things are happening and then all of a sudden it plateaus and you're like, what happened? Right. I was in that and I realized I was in this shame shitstorm. Okay. And when I finally acquired the skill set to deconstruct the internalized shame that I was feeling, I realized a couple of things, which I'm going to share with you because it really illustrates very clearly exactly what I'm sharing with you in this episode. Number one, I found that my way of marketing isn't like anything that's being templated out there. I am not the kind of coach that loves to instill FOMO to manipulate you out of your intuition and encourage you to make emotional decisions. Like that ain't my style. I'm not the kind of coach who's going to hold your hand and do everything for you. I'm not the kind of coach who's going to tell you that this is the way to do it and there's no other way to do it. I'm not the kind of coach who's going to tell you that your process is bad and you should be doing this instead. I'm the kind of coach who's going to guide you into what's correct for you. I'm the kind of coach who's going to lead you to follow with your intuition. One of my biggest things is true empowerment. Like my core pillars, one of my deep, deep values is that people trust themselves more. And so that kind of bro marketing approach is not aligned for me. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that bro marketing approach for the kind of people that that marketing works for. And there are even people out there who love to have the kind of coach who will tell them exactly what to do. But I'm not for those people, right? So that bro marketing tactic, I'm not aligned with it. And that's neither a good thing nor a bad thing. It's just me and my internal value system. And that is why I was finding it so difficult to do that. And all the hours and the energy and the money that I wasted on trying to figure out why I have a fear of failure, uh, what was wrong with me, what I needed to heal about myself and all of that. Like I could literally have saved all of that when I if I had just realized at the beginning, this was just the internalized shame and the internalized colonialism that was showing up and telling me that I had to do things the way that other people were telling me was best for me. Because what that kind of messaging does is it has you doubting the way that you are designed to do things, the way that you are wired for your success. And you can apply this to many areas of your life. It's not only how you're wired for your success or your marketing or whatever, it's how you're wired to show up in relationships. It's what kind of relationships work for you. It's what you need to nourish your soul. It's the food you need to eat, the environment that you need to be in. It's your learning style. It's there's so much to it. It's so versatile, but it's what makes you you. And that is the most important piece that I want to share with you today is you're accounting for all of these things and threading them through your manifesting framework. 
So it goes from being generic to being very customized and bespoke to just you. The second thing that I discovered as I deconstructed the shame was that what we do over in Translate isn't like your run-of-the-mill manifesting. When I actually asked my past clients what they got out of Translate, 100% of the responses were that it was more than just manifesting. It was how to do relationships, how to use your intuition more. Nearly all the feedback that I had said that they had found out exactly who they actually were and what they truly wanted and how much their life, their relationships, their bodies, their careers, their parenting styles, and so much more of the normal mundane stuff has shifted. And it was because of those shifts that the people around them started to behave differently towards them. And it was a result of that that things started to line up to actualize their bigger vision, almost as if by magic, almost as if by complete surprise, because my clients weren't actively working on that thing that they thought that they wanted. They were, in fact, feeling the sadness, the depression, all the bad feelings, the hopelessness, the anger, the fear, all of that, right? All the stuff that generic manifesting will say, no, look for a better feeling emotion because you can't manifest until you've cleared all of this up and you've raised your vibration, okay? But what they had now, my clients, was that they had acquired the skill to deconstruct the internalized shame from what they were feeling in real time in their hot mess era. And that was what resulted in a series of magical events that eventually led them to things like getting their dream home after struggling to have the money or the support of their family to move into their own place because they were still single women and it's frowned upon in the brown culture and all of that kind of stuff. Or finding their soulmate after being told they were being too fussy or they were off the shelf now, or that they just needed to settle down with anyone who would throw them a few breadcrumbs because, you know, living a life as a spinster is just not a thing. Or after having experienced a string of bad relationships, commitment phobes, and bad dates before. And then one day, as if by magic, they just bumped into their soulmate. I've had so many stories of clients that have got job promotions and pay rises after being rejected and overlooked countless times before after having it on their vision boards after reciting affirmations and all sorts of stuff that they were trying to do before I actually had one client where they rejected her for the original position and she was so devastated she was so frustrated but what ended up happening was that the panel that interviewed her loved her so much they actually created a new job role for her a new position and offered her the role along with a pay rise like there's so many magical stories that I could tell you. I could probably record an entire podcast episode on this. But what I'm trying to illustrate here is that you will have these series of literal magical events and synchronicities that happen that lead to your bigger visions actualizing when you're not even paying attention to that because you're busy building the skill set of uncoupling from the shame. And then as you're doing that, all of this stuff happens for you. So trust me when I say embracing your inner wisdom is going to help you liberate yourself from the colonization of manifesting and in your life and step into your true power. And when you manifest from that space, all the pieces started to fall into place for you in the most unexpected ways that you could not have planned just by using your intellectual mind. 
which is a lot of what I think mainstream manifesting coaching and self-development does is it intellectualizes the process. It intellectualizes the spiritual laws of manifesting. It intellectualizes what coaching means or what nervous system regulation means. It's very in your brain kind of stuff, whereas a lot of this stuff happens on a more somatic level. It happens at the level of your body and your body has this intelligence. It has this intuitive intelligence that you need to learn to tap into. And so everything that I've shared with you today is going to set you on the path to doing this for yourself. All right. So explore these tips and embark on a journey of self-discovery and empowerment as you craft, design and intentionally create your own decolonized manifesting framework that works for you. It's not going to work for anyone else. It's going to work for you because it's time we reclaimed our authenticity, our true power and manifested on our terms, not the way other people have colonized us into thinking we're supposed to manifest. All right. And as always, if you would like more help with this, deeper help with this, I have a load of stuff that can help you over in my Vault of Magic. So go check it out. I'll drop the link in the show notes. And if you loved what I discussed today, come and join us in Translate. I have so much more to share with you. This is only the tip of a very, very big iceberg. So come and join us. I'd love to see you there. Bye for now and happy creating. I hope you found inspiration in our conversation. And if you did enjoy the podcast, you'd love my email community where I share regular doses of magic and tips that honor your culture, connects you with your unique manifesting style and uncovers those juicy tips that often go unaddressed in the mainstream manifesting narrative. And I have a special gift if you sign up now, my free creative blueprint shadows guide where you learn how to identify and alchemize shadows that block your desires and unlock their transformative power. Many have reported they experienced deep healing and overcame blocks to actualize their heartfelt desires with the understanding they found from this guide. The link's in the show notes if this is calling to you. Until next time, happy creating!